0: The Touchdown City Show is presented by Salango Law, where you don't get excuses, you get results. Visit them online at salangolaw.com. <laughs> to you from the Stone Church Studio in St. Albans, West Virginia. Here's your host, Anthony Lewis, along with Avon Coburn and Derek Bailey. This is the Touchdown City Show.
1: Welcome into the Touchdown City Show presented by Selingo Law. I'm Anthony Lewis in the Stone Church Studio with my cohorts, Derek Bailey and the GOAT,
2: Avon Coburn. Gentlemen, how are you? Doing great, man. I'm I'm back from my uh, uh, wing-eating contest. <laughs> Dominated.
3: <laughs> now tell the
2: truth. <laughs> yeah, I got third. That's, I'm a two-time loser. That's not bad though. But I placed. Hey, that's, that's right. a lot of chicken wings, man. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. Twenty-eight of them. Yeah, I was. I was the smallest person, second smallest person there.
1: Well, congratulations on your big feet. oh your chicken. I lost,
2: man. No, 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 uh, no, no, none of those trophies. The bro.
1: competitor does not uh exit Avon. He's competitive in all all third,
3: third place is second loser. <laughs> second loser.
1: Man. Well, it's good to see you guys again and be back in the studio after a mountaineer victory. West Virginia convincingly Beats Towson yesterday sixty five to seven in a near perfect game in front of fifty thousand people, sunburned people in Morgantown. I went to the game yesterday and I've sat on the what I call the sun side. That's the opposite of the press box student section side. Uh, we were about on the I don't know, probably the thirty five second row. We had good seats, but uh it was hot. I don't I don't like that. Yeah. I, my face got scorched.
2: I was on my way to that game and um, found out that my son had a soccer game, which I didn't know I was going to act crazy. That competitor came out. My son was on the field. It was insane, man. Were you? What were you doing, yelling at the officials? No, I was yelling at him. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was crazy. I was, I was so, like, I didn't think I would be that. But I was on the way to the game, man, and my wife was like, Trey has a game. I was like. I guess I can't go to the game. No, no. I had
3: to stream it. I hate streaming games in West Virginia. Our internet providers. You are don't have
1: – you have Hillbilly Wireless. <laughs>
3: yes. <laughs> it's just no good.
1: The uh, The Mountaineer game yesterday, of course, uh, West Virginia handles Towson, 65-7. to uh, Hall of Fame weekend. I saw uh, – I did go this morning, and I didn't get to make it over to the facility, but I did see the video stream of Stedman Bailey's uh, – Steady B. Of his uh, – I guess, speech. Speech. Du- induction speech. Right. And he was rocking his, um, the Cold Bowl jersey that they wore against Pitt. Oh, that was a nice. And he paid a nice little tribute to uh, Coach Stu. I thought it was pretty cool And he said he wore that jersey because it was near and dear to his heart because, um, one, it was the first number that he wore when he was at West Virginia, and then he talked about the inside of the jersey that reads, Leave No Doubt, mm. and uh, kind of paid tribute to Coach Stu.
2: That's that amazing, way. yeah. That's great, man.
1: So that's- congratulations to all those guys, and, of course, we'll talk a little bit more about it later, but uh, it's a great. it was just a great weekend in Morgantown, and, of course, the students were turning out. Oh,
2: who always wins? Up.
1: Who always wins? Let me, let me just say, there was a few drunks – Passed out <laughs> in bushes. Only a few? I saw several. You know, when you go down Passed under- out in <laughs> bushes. You're
2: just going to leave that there, huh? When and you go pass down, out in bushes.
1: When you go down to the uh, – underneath the student section side, uh, it looks like a MASH unit down there sometimes because they're all, what happens is it's an early start, so they start pounding drinks at like 8 in the morning and then they're not drinking water and then they're standing in that sun. And it's a uh, party over as uh, – Banks him, huh? Oh, man. It was some good stuff. But West Virginia Towson in Morgantown yesterday, um, thats those those games are what I call get-right games. You you would prefer to open with one of those type of games. Right. But that, that's what I call a get-right game.
2: You, is, that, is that what it felt like yesterday? It, it, it definitely felt like get-right. I mean, they had to. And, and it came out perfectly, to be honest with you. It uh, came at the right time. I mean, I think everybody in the whole country was like, West Virginia needs a get-right game. They need. They need an easy. They need a, a money game, is what you know. Really, what it's called, and it came right at the right time.
3: Yeah, I wish that was the opener. Uh, that game. That's a. That's a game you want to open with. That way you can work out the kinks. But yeah, it's a get-right game. That's the easiest way to explain it.
1: Yeah, a lot of teams were playing get right games yesterday.
2: Yeah, it was it was not good football to watch. Yeah, it was a bad there slate. yesterday. There was some blowouts yesterday, <laughs> some major
1: blowouts. Yeah. Well, I'd like to say that J T Daniels played pretty much a, a per, almost a perfect game. I mean, yep. I know he was sixteen to twenty four, but when they pulled him halfway through the second quarter or something like that, but man, he was that dude. Listen, other than that that pick six he threw on that out
2: route against Kansas, he's pretty much been. Money in the bank the season. I mean he's been he's been so much so so much confidence to just to reassurance. That's what I say. He's been some reassurance for us because you we, you go back to him and you know every week he's gonna give you that funk. Every week. And I mean, I I just I, I know for sure every time I watch the game, he's gonna be that guy that's gonna be like I mean, he just reminds me of Mark Bolger. He got that presence with him that's like calm, like I'm, I, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm going to make it happen.
1: That's probably the best um, comparison I've heard anybody make with him as Mark Bulger.
3: Let me also – it was good to see the backups come in and all four of them – well, if you count Daniels, the other three led touchdown drives as well. That was encouraging because that's what you should do right. against to, a team like that. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, so all four guys got in the game yesterday. Did, did anybody stand out to you? Anybody specific that you were like
2: I mean, impressed to see slinging? Uh, Crowder and Nico both were like – um they they were spectacular to me i I just thought you know them coming off the bench not necessarily playing um or you know being being thought of and then you know Crowder I thought he he was he was he was a lot more impressive than I thought he was going to be um Nico had the hype and you know softball came out dropped dimes um but I think Crowder and I mean he was perfect he yeah. I think he was the only one that was perfect I thought Crowder was sharp as well six of six he, yeah. was, he was sharp he He's was sharp six as well.
1: six 45 yards um, Nico looked great yesterday going down the field. He finished the today two of four. Stats was he two of four? But I, I think, know
3: he but had He, had a he threw his first touchdown. Yes,
1: uh, dropped a
3: dime too.
2: <laughs> he did. <laughs> he, I mean, it was a I, I, it was kind of questionable, but at the same time, he dropped a dime in there. It was it was insane.
3: I it was just <laughs> glad they all got to play. That's the that's the main thing in a game like that. You want everybody to play, and that they did what they were supposed to do.
1: And I'm sure we may hear later in, in Michael's report, but one of the things I heard Coach Brown say was um, it, it was a good opportunity to get some guys some more film study because mm-hmm. some of the guys are able to put something on film that may earn them more time, playing time, time, even like on special teams. Right. You know, not necessarily quarterback. They know what the quarterbacks mm-hmm. can do, and there's right. a reason why there's a one, two, three, four. But there are guys, young guys, that maybe you know. They're a little hesitant about because they haven't seen them on the field. And, and this is, was a great opportunity yesterday to get those guys some reps, a lot exactly. of solid reps, and, um, you know, maybe they'll earn their way or more some more playing time or, you know, somebody may have just lost their job on special teams.
2: You know what? I, I, I love the fact that he said that about the special teams. And me, it's funny, when I played WVU, they wouldn't even put me on special teams. But when I went to the NFL and, and CFL – I play so much special teams, and you can tell the desire of a player by how he runs down on kickoff. And for us to put players on there and have that that big kickoff early, that right there I think set the tone for a lot of what's going to happen in in practice to say, okay, these guys are going to bust their butts to get down the field. But then let me go back real quick about um, Garrett Green. Um, I love the fact that he threw the ball a lot more than he's he's done like ever – and to see him throw the ball, and, I mean, he had a great pass um, to number 11. I call him Sticks. He just reminded me of um, a receiver I had in uh, Detroit, um, Williams. He just reminded I mean, he threw a great pass. It was in between two people. And just to see him have confidence and throw the football, I thought that was great.
1: He was 3 of 6 yesterday, long ball 30. He looked good. And, of course, he's going to give you what you, he's going to give you. He yeah. took off running.
3: Yeah, he, he, he's he, going to run. 38, what is was 38, 36 yards? He, he broke. He had uh, a 39-yarder, and I believe he ran for about 60.
1: Yeah. I almost wonder at what point do we start seeing some – you know, they used to sneak like Danny Embick in.
2: You won't get that. I mean, I, I hope we don't do that, not with the quarterback that we have. It, I mean, you're not putting in – uh, Rasheed Marshall when Mark Bolger's playing, you're just not doing that. You're not taking off greatness for for good. Well, I'm not
1: saying, uh, or even in the backfield, or put him in for a player to a package. I said, do you remember they, there was a, used to be a play that Rich would yeah, run where they'd slot, they 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 just sneak Danny Embick out and they'd put him in the slot and he'd run a like a what they run like reverse, a reverse with him and they pitch it then he'd pass it back to the quarterback. I mean, let me kind of. You don't like gadget plays, is that what you're saying? No, I like gadget
2: plays, but I do want to go back. And I'm not saying Rashid is not a good coach. That's my brother. I mean, he's great, but at the time, at the time, you know what I mean. At the time, you got greatness, and you got a young guy that's not, not there. So, do you think the offensive line could hold up long enough for that play to develop?
1: Oh man, I mean, Daniels was taking
3: hits yesterday.
1: Well, I'll I'll be curious to see on Monday how they talk about the offensive line and where they're grading out. they obviously Towson has some talented guys up front, but they right. were getting some pressure, yeah, early, especially early, and then eventually, once the once the the wear down process happens, when West Virginia just outmanned you, those guys were <laughs> they just quit. But yeah.
2: I'm with you on that. I, I don't think those guys played as, as well as they could have um, up front. Uh, let's
1: talk about the running backs.
2: Those guys, those guys were were fantastic, man. I mean. I do I do recall one play – I mean, I focus a lot more on blocking than I do just on, you know, running the football. And what uh, – not let me say – not say blocking. What you do when you don't have the football as opposed to when, you know, when your numbers is called. And, um, you know, we were down there at one series. I, I think it was probably – it was going into where the band was. And uh, I think it was Johnson that was in the backfield. He cut, um, which, you know, it, it, might, it was either Johnson or Mathis – cut a guy in the middle, which I despise because that's when they can roll up on your quarterback's legs. And they took him out right after that and put CJ in, um, which I thought was a, a, a great call because you don't – you know, they had like a, a, a double-A blitz and, you know, he, he cut. But other than that, I mean, they played fantastic. I thought, you know, Mathis hit the hole. Still, still he, he's pressing because he there's a guy that's going to take his spot. I mean, to me, I think he, they should make the transition right now instead of waiting um and give give this guy what he's due i mean he he's made plays I'm, the guy is obviously cj um which is they call him the alphabet man um give him give him his give him his his due cuz i mean he's producing
1: well i know the numbers probably won't didn't reflect what you're probably going to see moving forward yesterday but Mathis had 17 carries cj had 9 mm-hmm. and and again it's not going to be the true reflection in a in a closer game because obviously they were trying to get more guys carries yesterday it looks like they had got like well other than, they had six guys carry the ball yesterday so well crowder sorry they had five because crowder and and uh, are listed in the rushing stats but you know Two 100 yard rushers in one game. Right. Of course, Donaldson busts that one out to the outside and takes off and showed a little speed. I mean, for for a guy that's 6'2, 235. And an elusiveness. Not he can just move. speed,
3: just elusiveness as well. I think that's why he had a few less carries because he broke an 82 yarder. <laughs> <That's,
4: laughs> I mean, that makes a difference. He's just a football player. And that's what Coach Brown was talking about in the presser. He recruited Donaldson to do a little bit of everything, a little tight end, a little H back here and there. And he, he's really blossomed into this running back role. I, just, I like his physicality, especially Absolutely. in the blocking game, like you were talking about. 100%. Is he a
3: true freshman? True, true freshman. he is a monster for a true freshman. Yeah, he's a and
1: I thought he was going to be more like a Will Johnson type of guy, mm-hmm. but this kid's got wheels.
2: No, th- th- he he is a specimen. Like he's he's a special player that we have. Um, I mean, he's doing things again. He he's he's doing things at a at a rate that freshmen only special players do, and. I mean, his first 100-yard first game, he had, what, I think uh, uh, seven carries? Or was it 11 his first year? I, I, mean, I think he first had game. seven for 125. Yeah, seven for 125. He's had two games now
3: under 10 carries and right. had 100 yards. <laughs> right, and I mean, to,
2: that's special, man. He He's a special player, and we need to make the transition now. They knew, they knew something when they had him, when they transitioned over, because nobody wants to tackle him. And, and like you said, so that's when 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 he's in the game, the physicality with him running the ball, people are moving out the way. Especially, I don't know if you've seen on the long run, that guy just dove down. <laughs> he he didn't want no parts <laughs> of that. Like I'm not tackling. <laughs> he, he said, "Look, man, I'm going to make a business decision, and uh, I'm not doing that." How to pull up with a cramp, yeah. Yeah. right? <laughs> well, let me ask you, Avon.
1: How am, you know? Obviously, West Virginia's got they've got a pro, and I'm using air quotes. They've got a problem, right? They've got three guys that they like they really like they knew they had two but then they got this this true freshman all of a sudden just steps on the scene and is now you know taking carries away from the from johnson so well how important though is it to have a a deep running back room and can you just talk a little bit about that and the importance of it
2: yeah well let me kind of go back he's not taking anything i mean he's not taking anything from from anybody he earned he's earning everything that he has and the importance of having a deep anywhere is competition. Competition, you know, takes the, the, the fun out of work, you know, the work out of work. When you're competing and you know that, you know, there's a guy that, that can take my spot, there's no there's no lacks nobody is gonna have an opportunity to, to go home and chill. You know, where where you know at times where where you think you can just go home and just not do anything. If you're not watching film, somebody is. Somebody's like, okay, I got him today. Even if he's not, I'm like in my mind, I'm gonna do something today that this guy's not. And you're gonna see that. You know, there's gonna be a, a friendly competition. Hopefully, it doesn't get too, you know, messes up your room because when you get guys competing hard, which I think they are, it kind of messes up your room because I know when I was first competing, I didn't, I didn't talk to anybody. Like I'm like. I'm in my, I don't want, I don't, you're not my friend. I'm out here competing with you. And that could mess up the room, but at the same time, you know, you want to make sure that you are, you, you, you have a good group. And this group that we have is, is perfect, I think. Come
1: back, we'll hear from Michael Sussman and his report from the press room. If you can't be an athlete, be an athletic supporter. The Touchdown
0: City Show will be back right after this.
4: The relationship between a lawyer and a client is based on trust. You have to make certain that the lawyer you hire has your best interests at heart. This is attorney Ben Salango. Just like the Mountaineers are fighting hard on the field, the Solango Law Firm will fight hard to win your case. Whether it's medical malpractice, automobile or trucking accidents, hiring an experienced lawyer will make a difference in the outcome of your case. When you hire my law firm, you get results, not excuses. Check us out at
2: Solangolaw.com.
0: At Summit Community Bank, we believe in making people our priority. We believe in personalized
4: service and exceptional financial products and services that meet a diverse range of needs. So whether you're saving for college, first-time home shopping, planning for retirement, or managing a small business, Summit is committed to helping you live your best financial life. Visit www.mysummit.bank to learn more. Member FDIC
0: and Equal Housing Lender.
2: Hey, guys, it's buy one, get one free boneless wings every Thursday at Buffalo Wild Wings. And guess what?
5: You're going to be a dad? What? No. It's boneless Thursdays, which means free wings. <laughs> You'd be a great dad. Buy one, get one free boneless wings every Thursday. Only at Buffalo Wild Wings. Buy one, get one of equal value free at participating locations for a limited time. While supplies last, limit one, not valid with other offers, size, exclusions apply. Delivery and takeout valid on Buffalo Wild Wings website or LPs may apply. Tajity Ford is the best place to sell or trade your car. We
1: know people want a fair deal, so we're proud to be a participating dealer in Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer. You have instant access to all the information you need to make a decision about your vehicle.
6: You can get an offer to purchase your vehicle even if you don't buy one from us.
1: We'll give you up to 130% of book value and you can choose from the best selection in the area. Or just sell us your vehicle for the amount of the offer. I
0: have more cars than anyone. Why wait to upgrade into the car of your dreams? Just go to TajityFord.com and see for yourself. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Show.
4: Hello, it's Michael Sussman here with the Week 3 Touchdown City Recap brought to you by Salango Law. The West Virginia Mountaineers took care of business at Milan Pushgar Stadium Saturday, blowing out visiting Towson 65 7. It was a solid bounce back performance from West Virginia's defense, which allowed no points and just 180 yards. Here's Mountaineer head coach Neil Brown post game.
6: Good bounce back game you know, we really, uh, pushed them this week and in practice, uh, we practice physical on that side of the ball. Um, you know, we really, uh, stress running to the football thought we're, we're going to have to be a group that leans on our front six and we're going to be as good as, as, as they allow us to be. And they, they played, um, more up to the level. I'm not saying we're, we've arrived by any means, but they played more to the level that we're expecting. Um, I don't know what that is, but um, but more to the level we expect and how we played against Pitt with the same determination, the same grit, resiliency, all those type of things.
4: Mountaineer defensive lineman Jordan Jefferson was able to exploit the Tigers' O line coming through with a sack and two tackles for loss. Here's what the junior had to say on a big Week Three response from the West Virginia D.
7: Uh, basically, you know, coach is just saying we just gotta play better, we gotta play harder. We gotta, you know, gotta execute. And um, so this week at practice, all we did was focus on our details and uh, went back to our day one stuff. You know, effort, communication, physicality, uh, those things that our defense lives by. So basically got back to the basics and um, worked on the small things and uh, we just played played, played good today.
4: Jefferson adds a nice dimension to a Mountaineer D-line that hopes to wreak havoc on the Big 12 this season. Here's what Jordan had to say when I asked him to go through his arsenal as a pass rusher.
7: Um, My favorite pass rusher move, I'm more of a speed to power guy, but you know, I, I can switch it up. You know, I'm kind of versatile, so I like to switch it up every now and then. But my favorite NFL guy, probably Mimic, is Jeffrey Simmons for the Titans. You know, very explosive dude, uh, when lot is his one-on-one, he's a strong guy.
4: Jordan Jefferson will get another shot at Virginia Tech on Thursday night after the sophomore recorded three tackles and sacked the quarterback in last year's win.
7: Oh uh, yeah, I'm pretty pretty familiar with it. I'm, I've been briefed, you know, and obviously we beat them last year, so they're a very good team. So it just like I said, enjoy this win tonight, and uh, come back here tomorrow, locked in, ready to get the week started.
4: It was a prolific stat line for the Mountaineer offense, which racked up 624 yards and nine touchdowns.
6: Um, offensively, zero turnovers is the main thing that we were looking for. Um, we, we've got a chance offensively. You know, we've stacked three games in a row where. We've done some really positive things. Ran the ball well again today. That was, we wanted to establish that early. And then um, we had a plan quarterback-wise and really really pleased that we could get all four of those guys into the game. Um, these, these types of games are important. And I know sometimes you'll ask, like, why, why play these types of games? And for the morale of your football team, they're really important. You know, we were able to sub about, you know, probably three quarters the way through the second quarter. And we were able to play a lot of guys.
4: West Virginia's offense dominated Towson on the ground, rushing for 316 yards. Mountaineer tailback Tony Mathis broke out with his best performance of the year, going for 104 yards and two touchdowns. Here's what the sophomore had to say on his mindset carrying the ball.
6: Just enjoy, have fun, play the game the right way. Uh, I was just reading it like I I do every week, and this week was just a lot more bigger than normal, so I was just hitting it, hitting it as I've seen it.
4: And the other half of West Virginia's backfield tandem got loose early and often as freshman running back C.J. Donaldson went for 101 yards and found the end zone three times. Donaldson erupted for the longest run of his career in the first quarter, taking it 82 yards to the house to put West Virginia ahead 21-7. Here's what C.J. had to say on the play.
5: "Uh, I got a little winded, but like that was my first big long run in college football. Very, very long play but I got back like probably like, the next play because I had to get on special teams, so I was pretty okay. No, I really didn't look behind me. I just trusted that uh, Kate was going to make the block, and then as I uh, went to the sideline I, I saw it on the uh, big screen, I said they made a great block.
4: C.J. Donaldson's young Mountaineer career is off to a dazzling start as the tailback already has 274 rushing yards and six TDs through just three games. And not to mention Donaldson is still getting acclimated to the running back position after Coach Brown initially had other ideas for the Miami native.
6: We didn't recruit him to play running back. We were recruiting him to be kind of a hybrid H-back, inside receiver, maybe growing to a tight end. Um, said that publicly before. Um, but I knew he was a really good football player, and I felt really confident he would play as a freshman. And then we did some OTAs in the summer, and we had a running back that we were transitioning out of the program and so we only had three scholarship guys. And so I was watching him do some special teams, kind of technique work, and his movements were really fluid. And I told Chad, I was like, Chad, like let's 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 put him on all running back individual.
5: Uh, throughout uh, my whole football career, I never played the same position ever. I probably played like high school. I started at the X, then I moved to the Z, then I moved to the Y, then I moved to H back. So it was like always like a transition throughout high school, and then literally, I just played mostly defense, so I've been changing around a lot, so I was just really, I'm just really a football player, like, I could do it all.
4: With six touchdowns and over 300 yards, it was certainly a good day at the office for West Virginia's deep stable of running backs.
5: Well, I wouldn't really say we're a duo, I feel like the whole running back room could do the same thing, it's just more of like, who gets the opportunity, like, there's six of us in that room that could do the same thing that me and Tony do, so that's what I really feel like, each everybody in that room could do the same thing. The lone
4: West Virginia miscue came early on in the first quarter when the Mountaineers allowed a 96-yard kickoff return touchdown to Towson's Diego Hunter. Coach Neil Brown on the play.
6: I was getting on their ass, honestly, Um, so I didn't hear much anything because, you know, we we put in a, and I've said this, so I don't want to be repetitive, but, like, we put a big emphasis. Like, how we played on kickoff team last year was detrimental. You know and, and it's something that that y'all didn't really pick up on as much but we had awful starting field position and so we put a bunch of time and resources in it we went and got parker um and so that was extremely disappointing for me now we're pretty good on offense so it wasn't like you know our offensive guys were like oh okay i guess we'll just go back out again but i think defensively you know because it's mostly a defensive unit on kickoff um that woke them up, and, and then they went out and pitched shutout the way, rest of the way.
4: And West Virginia saw promising signs from freshman backup quarterback Nico Marchiol, who threw a 26-yard TD dart down the stretch of the fourth quarter. Here's what Neil Brown had to say about it.
6: Yeah, you know, he's been getting a lot better. You know, he's, he's gotten a lot of work. Um, we scrimmage every Sunday night, and then he gets he seven-on-seven gets, um, seven reps on Tuesday and Thursday, and he gets team reps on Wednesday and he's taking it serious. He's really been working. Um, he's getting better. Uh, he's got really good talent, and the game's starting to slow down for him. Um, and he, he even made a good decision on the ball. He threw away out of bounds. You know, the receiver got beat up, and he threw the ball out of bounds, played the next down. So he's maturing as a football player, and I thought that was a great throw. You know, Preston Fox made a tremendous catch, but that was a great throw in the back of the end zone there for the touchdown.
4: All in all, West Virginia's quarterback room was lights out with the four gunslingers going 27 of 40 passing with three touchdowns and no interceptions.
6: Yeah, and I said that when we named JT as a starter. Like, I feel really good about those guys, you know. And I was really pleased that that Goose and Nico got extend, they got to to run a real drive because I think those kids are players. You know, I think they're players. They throw the ball really well. They both are, are guys that can run. We didn't run them today, but they can um and so as and i said this i think sitting right here when we named jt the starter like i feel good i feel really good about our current situation i feel really good about the future of it as well
4: up next west virginia will fight for the black diamond trophy against virginia tech in blacksburg this thursday night
6: you know i i I respect virginia tech brent proud will have those guys ready to go um i've watched them their first two games and they've played extremely hard but we'll, we'll talk about them on monday
4: That'll do it for another edition of the Touchdown City Game Recap brought to you by Solango Law.
0: The Touchdown City Show will be back
6: right after this. This is the sound of a rodent escaping from your mousetraps. This is the sound when you see him running in your home. Did you know, for every rodent you see, there could be hundreds you don't. There could be one in your kitchen cupboard, another under the fridge. Chances are you don't want to know where the rest are hiding. Since 1963, Alford Home Solutions has been the local name you trust for pest control service. For a free estimate, visit alfordhomesolutions.com
4: where do you go to buy your sports memorabilia? Hmm. Your answer needs to be sports fans in Taze Valley. Sports fans has WVU and Marshall shirts, hats, autographed merchandise, gifts, and more. NBA, MLB, NFL, and other NCAA teams. Shop in store at Liberty Square in Taze Valley and online at sports with an S, fans with a Z, wv.com. Sports fans, the Canal Valley source for all things sports.
0: Welcome back to the Touchdown City Show.
1: It's been 20 years since the Mountaineers went into Blacksburg and beat the Virginia Tech Hokies. Here's Rasheed Marshall, Avon Coburn, and Grant Wiley talking about their big victory in 2002.
8: We had a bunch of young guys, too, that that <laughs> stepped up on defensively. I remember Kelvin DuBose was amped yeah. on another level, and, he, and, and so we had a lot of young guys that were buying in and, and following us uh, which which was really helpful too. Kind of kind of surprise characters that came up in big ways, small ways, but big ways uh, that helped us get to the ending that we got.
1: That, that was going to be my next question, uh, Grant. For you was on the defensive side of the ball. You guys were going to face uh, Lee Suggs and Kevin Jones. Now I believe Jones may have been hurt, a little banged up for this game, but still, you're talking about Lee Suggs who. I believe at one point, maybe even during that game, set a record for touchdown scoring. Yeah, he
8: was—he was the most prolific running score, or pro, he was the most prolific scoring running back in all of college football heading into that game. Like twenty-two straight games with a touchdown, yeah, so, a rushing touchdown.
1: Yeah. So, where's the, what's the mind frame well, defensively? What did you know as the leader of that defense? Where did you guys have to be?
8: We knew they were going to pound it. And then we had to keep an eye on Randall. He wasn't the best passer, but he could make plays with his feet. And he was good enough to to throw completions. And then they had Ernest Wilford, who was a threat because he was so big. But nobody, I mean, there was, nobody was uh, intimidated. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. We didn't care who they were, what the media was saying about them. We just knew that we were going to be in a slugfest and that, Hitting them in the mouth early and as often as possible, which we did from the get-go, uh, was eventually going to wear them down. Uh, and sure enough, you know, on that on that goal line stand, you know, they they had you know first in first and goal from the nine. And I think that first that first carry that they gave to Suggs, we knew it was going to him. Um, and then they, you know, a blown middle assignment which we fortunately were were able to keep them out. But when you got guys like Dirty, Jamal Adai, you know, Church, our defensive line and everybody, and we kept it really simple in terms of game planning. I think we we ran two, we ran zone and man, and uh, we knew how challenging them uh, blocking our defense was. So we ran a real simple zone and man almost – interchangeably like real basic and then we had a couple blitzes we threw in there but we knew how how confusing the amount of of jerseys spread out as we had in the the stack um was for randall to figure out and then brian king you know we were kind of we were baiting ultimately baiting randall into that into that interception the entire game because brian was just we were prepared over the top. This is what they're going to try to do. This is their bread and butter. And we were just like, as long as we can slug it out, get the offense back out on the field, we're going to be fine.
1: Yeah. So, so it's like, intimidation is like we played
8: against Willis McGee. We Miami's got the backs, right? And we were we were able to, to hold them as well as we're practicing against Avon and Quincy. So, we had respect for Lee Suggs, but our goal was to just take his head off. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're talking about the so and and
8: I mean Kevin Jones too. It's like Yeah.
1: So you're right, you guys got the they got the ball first and goal from the nine. Um so then on second down you guys stopped Suggs. Second down they tried to run Randall, and then of course on fourth right. down, um they went back to Suggs. So let's let's Grant let's talk about that fourth down play. Um it, it obviously is historical. Um the play you made. Um you've talked to me personally about it. We've talked about it, but kind of walk us through that fourth down and what you saw coming and what made you jump over the, the offensive line to get back there.
8: I remember uh, I was thinking in my head, I was like, because they, they took their time to line up and get their play in. And I remember looking at Dirty and I was just I had like this like, moment of clarity in my mind. I looked at Dirty. I was like, yo, Dirty. I was like, I got to make this play. I was like, I got to make this fucking play. And he looked at me, he's like, you do got to make the play. And if you don't make the play, I'm going to make the play. I was like, and then I had this moment of like silence, like peace started rushing over, over me. And I remember looking at the backfield and I was like, they have to give Suggs the ball. Like unless they run a a naked boot where, you know, Randall fakes a handoff and, and rolls out, which is ultimately out of my control being lined up in the middle. I was like, they have to, I was like, why wouldn't they give him the ball? So then I didn't know how, and I didn't really think about it. The ball was snapped and I instinctively saw an opening because they were, they were leaning the line to get a crack behind ultimately in that little hole or area where I was, where I jumped through Uh, and Suggs, Because the offensive line or our defensive line did such a good job of stalling it and clogging up those middle lanes, Suggs was kind of slow because he was trying to see where the crease was going to be. And I jumped, and once I landed, I was like, just dove into his leg. I was trying to get all of them, but I was like, I just clipped him enough that he lost lost his balance, and then everybody rallied around, and it was it. And I don't really recall thinking uh prior to talking to dirty so telling him i gotta make this this is this is what i'm here for i gotta make this play and then afterward i looked back i was like he's down and you heard the crowd go silent except all the guys on our sideline and then the mountaineer mountaineer fans were 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 going nuts and i just got up i looked back i was like we did it and i started waving my arms no and then i ran off to the sideline in this state of uh it was like i i you could say it was an outer body experience and then I ran to the sidelines. I remember sitting on the bench and the ESPN cameras were on me. And usually that's when you yell, you know, six one oh, shout out your you know, trap PA or whatever. And I was just kinda in tears, like laughing and confused at what what just happened. I was like, and then I and then I clicked in, I was like, Yo, we got one more series. I was like, unless hopefully the offense scores, but at that point, you got to be a little conservative, you know, you don't want to turn the ball over. And I, and I said to the guys, I was like, we got one more series. I was like, this is not over. I do remember feeling to myself, I was like, but they're done. I was like, we just took their heart. They don't, they don't have, unless we make a big mistake, they don't have, I, I just didn't feel like they had the juice in them to, to get, you know, have that full drive. And sure enough. I think they got a penalty, uh, which pushed them back a little bit, if, if, unless I'm mistaken. And then, you know, Randall had to scramble. And we were literally, dude, we were dropping our defensive ends and just blitzing Dirty and I. And we were, we were really just trying to contain Randall from having a big run and dropping our, our D lineman into coverage just to give him, just to blur the space. And then Brian uh, Ito, <clears throat> Ito had a great game. And are they? Was that pack was on the other corner?
1: No, not for this that was game. BK.
8: That was BK. Yeah, and then our our Jamal over the top, and BK just bait uh, baited that. Um, yeah, and Faxon. That's right, Thaxon was out in the flat, and so those guys were dropping back, playing like a a middle to deep kind of zone with a uh, BK over the top and he just came under it perfectly. And Randall, I mean, to Randall's credit, he he didn't really have anywhere to go. And then if you can't, you can't score unless you put the ball in the air and, and BK just made an incredible play. And then I remember, I remember uh, dancing around with Avon. We hugged. I was like the beast is back. The beast is back. And that, and that really was, That, you know, Coach Nealon, Oklahoma victory for Coach Rod, which then set the tone. And we had, you know, Pac-Man coming to town, Chris Henry and those guys, that young group was able to see that and be a part of that to, to carry it on the next few years.
0: The Touchdown City Show will be back right after this.
8: At bestmastertailor.com.
0: Get more bank for your business with United Bank. Whether you'd like to start a business, purchase commercial real estate, or equipment, United Bank can help. We support business development throughout our great state, making business and consumer loans and fueling opportunities. Small business owners' dreams come true and larger corporations grow. What can we do for your business? United Bank, West Virginia's bank. Proud to be united with the Mountaineers. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Show.
1: Welcome back to the Touchdown City Show. I'm Anthony Lewis in the studio today with Derek Bailey, Avon Cobert, and Michael Sussman. Hey, I want to remind you guys, if you're looking for a great place to stay in in Morgantown, check out my buddy's place, Murph Landing. Check that out at mountaineerfieldhouse.com. It's a great two-bedroom, one-bath, cottage-style home, walking distance to the stadium. And you can get that information at mountaineerfieldhouse.com. All right, Michael, you were up there yesterday, and obviously you've reported on the press conference. But what are some other news and notes from the uh, world of college football and mountaineer, and mountaineer sports?
4: Yes, it was a busy day at Milan Pushgar Stadium yesterday. Uh, Bob Huggins was honored on the field for being inducted into the College Basketball Hall of Fame last week. And Huggy Bear just walks on water in Motown. Uh, people were flocking to him, following him That's around great. down there on the field. So uh, it was pretty cool to see Huggy Bear
1: one one of the all time greats. So somebody behind me, of course, you always have a bunch of idiots. When I buy them cheap seats, it's like sitting with idiots sometimes. But
2: um, no, there's no there's no idiots. We love everybody.
1: There was some, there was a few knuckleheads behind me. Somebody there, there said, are some idiots. Somebody, there's idiots in every fan base. Somebody said. Why is he wearing orange? Those aren't our colors. And I wanted to just throw my whole full beer at him. It's an orange jacket for the Hall of Fame, people. Like you get a gold jacket for the NFL Hall of Fame and you get a green jacket for winning the Masters. Yeah, orange is not our color, but I don't think the Naismith was going to switch their color scheme for Bob (laughs) Huggins. But it was awesome to see him out there. A long, long applause for him.
4: Much deserved. Well, yeah, that's well-deserved. And then the air raid team, Geno Smith, Stedman Bailey, and Tavon Austin get into the WVU Football Hall of Fame. And they were just so much fun to watch. Always going to remember that trio.
1: Yeah, um, obviously, those were Coach Stew's guys. Yep. And um, it was, again, it was great to see uh, Tav- or uh, sorry Stedman pay tribute to Coach by wearing that jersey that read, Leave No Doubt. Um, obviously, Tavon Austin, the most electric. His hi, his highlight tape might be the best ever. Now, yeah. I'm
3: not talking about just WVU. i I'm talking ever.
1: Yeah, like it's Reggie Bush like. I mean, the most you, you, watched. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Sure. The notoriety that those guys brought to West Virginia at the time. You're talking, you know, I, I, they. I mean, they were on the cover of Sports Illustrated multiple times. Right. I mean, the, the notoriety is unmatched in probably history up there. I mean, even. You didn't even get that much press when Mage was there. Probably the Steve Slayton era. Yep. Probably rivals it. But um I mean those guys were just magic on the field. I mean that I'll never forget that being at that Baylor game when they just went ham on Baylor. I didn't see it. I watched out.
2: it. It was phenomenal. And those dudes are absolutely amazing. I mean, you got Steady B, you got, you know, one of the best quarterbacks that ever played. He's probably got all the records at WVU. I mean, they opened up the playbook and then you got um, you know, Tavon Awesome, that is just um, – I mean, he was, like you said, he's probably got the best highlight film out of anybody ever um, next to Reggie Bush. I think he is the Reggie Bush of the, 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 that time. for The him. East Coast. Yeah, <laughs> the East Coast.
4: Speaking of Geno Smith, the Seahawks uh, beat the Denver Broncos on Monday Night Football in incredible games, 17-16. to 16. Seattle wins, and Geno knocks off uh, his – well, former starting quarterback Russ in his first trip back, uh, it, it was a remarkable game and and a little bit
1: of an upset. I, I didn't expect that one. I wonder if he won a date with Sierra. <laughs> man,
2: that's
1: think
3: that that man's wife, that, man. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> forgot they were married. My <laughs> that bad. man's wife, man. He was he was outstanding in that first half. His second half he wasn't as good, but the first half he was outstanding. That He's, was that was a very good first half out of him.
1: He I uh, looked it up. He was twenty two at twenty eight, hundred ninety five yards, two touchdowns. Hadn't started a game since 2013. He's been as a, sitting as a backup, um, and and I and I go back to what I always say about being a quarterback, a first or second round quarterback. It's it's always rough when they get thrown into situations like Tim Couch and and what Geno did, getting thrown into the Jets organization. Whoever
3: goes to the Jets always finds success later in their NFL career because it's the Jets.
1: It never hurts to get drafted and sit. It never yeah, does.
2: No. It never does. And, and you're getting drafted okay. high yep. <laughs> with a bag. Yep.
1: Yep. And you're getting paid. And my apologies to Sierra. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Transitioning the Kansas Jayhawks might just be for real. Yesterday, Kansas knocking off Houston 48-30. to 30. It's kind of the old question, does this make Kansas look better? Or, or, or just, just as it pertains to West Virginia, is it maybe more respectable, though we drop the Week 2 game?
1: Yes, and I believe Kansas is – they're going to win a few ballgames this year. They're not going to just – I don't think they're going to stop at three games. I I watched this game, and it's like Kansas is just messing with everyone. They let Houston
3: jump up 14 nothing. Same thing. Same thing as WVU. They jumped out quick, and then uh, Kansas rolled off like 28 in a row, had a weather delay, but they just handled Houston. I mean, I thought Kansas was impressive, and I think they're going to win seven or eight games anyway.
2: Yeah, I I mean, like I'm with you. I – Kansas is a really, really good football team. They remind me of the uh, West Virginia Pat White Steve Slayton era. Like they have something that is just that is just amazing. I mean, that quarterback is phenomenal. Um, just watching the game when they played us, they I didn't get a chance to watch the Houston game yesterday. Um, we 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 got. We got out coached and we got out played because they have a quarterback that is amazing.
1: We definitely got out schemed last week, and I tell you, I haven't seen a kid like this on the field. Again, it's a lot of looks, a lot like Pat White. They're just basically scheming people, right. going to the numbers. Um, there's probably a lot of RPO in there. You know, they there was that the one touchdown. He he motioned the guy left. And somebody followed him. He got that he caught him off guard because he instantly turned around and went back right, and as soon as that linebacker was too far behind, he snapped the ball. He just ran out, tossed it to him, touchdown. It's old school, it's he, very much Rich Rod just out absolutely. scheming you and outnumbering you, you left and right. You wonder if Lopold will even be there after this year. You wonder. We shall see. Well, gentlemen, let's get into it. It's Hokie Week. You think that the fan base would have been a little bit more fired up in the middle of last week, but I think the um the loss to Kansas kind of tainted it, but it's Hokie Week, people, so get excited. Let me—I want to get into it. Um, this week they—they they beat Wofford twenty-seven to seven. Wells through two touchdowns, threw hundred seventeen yards. But you were saying they started off a little slow.
3: I'm sure their fan base is probably wondering what's going on too. They were up six nothing with seven and a half minutes left in the first half. Uh, they scored a touchdown late, I think, to put them up twenty nothing at halftime. They look sluggish. They look lethargic. Of course, they haven't lost the Old Dominion. I, they're just not – I mean, they're not a typical Virginia Tech team. This is a very, very, very winnable game for West Virginia. I would be surprised if West Virginia doesn't win.
2: Going into Blacksburg is never going to be easy, regardless of – and don't get me wrong. I, I think we are a much better team than what than who they are. But going into Blacksburg, it's never going to be a walk in the park. It's just never easy money. There's no easy buckets when you go down there. So – you, you gotta expect to, to bring for them to bring their best. Especially, they're gonna talk about it the way we do. That rivalry is what it is. And and I mean, I'm pretty sure they're gonna show the the Virginia Tech game when we were uh, Ofer, They had the number two team in the in the country, and we had them on the ropes. So yeah. they gonna they, they they know we're better. I mean, everybody knows we're better. But they're gonna make sure that um they're 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 prepared.
1: Lane Stadium is a is a bee, is a Hornets nest it's one of the loudest stadiums I've ever been. I've been three times. I was there in 2000, 2002 and 2004. I got to actually see Michael Vick play down there. Um, he stunk. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I mean, so when you look back at it, it was just cool to be there and see him. But, uh, That place is – it's like they know how to get loud and they know – the fans know what to do. Unlike in Morgantown, I think we've lost our way a little bit. It's not near as loud and rambunctious. No matter who's on the field, uh, they will bring it on Thursday night. It's going to be loud and rowdy. Uh, Let's get into predictions real quick and go around the horn. Derek? Um,
3: I'll I'll take the Mountaineers. I think is going to win this game. I think it's going to be – it'll be a competitive game because like Avon said, Thursday night in Blacksburg's never easy. Any game in Blacksburg's never easy. But I'm going to take West Virginia. I think they're going to win about – uh,
2: thirty-one to twenty-four. Uh, same, same. Obviously, I'm I'm gonna go with my boys. Um, you know they they play well. Donaldson is gonna start this game, which is gonna be a shock to a lot of people. Um, maybe not, but um, West Virginia is going to win thirty-eight twenty-four. Um, and and again, it's not gonna be an easy game, but we're gonna get a couple late.
1: You've said that a few times. It's like you have some inside baseball on us.
2: <laughs> no, I just I feel it like. They can't hold this guy back no more.
1: Um, I'm going to go with the Mountaineers, too. Actually, I was going to go against them to jump ahead, but since all three of us could possibly, <laughs> since we're all picking the Mountaineers, it'll stay even next week with the competition. Derek currently leads 2-1, to one, and Avon and I are 1-2 and two on the predictions this week. I'm going West Virginia. The magic number with Neil Brown is always 31. So I'm going to go 31-21 West Virginia. Um, I, I see JT Daniels not being rattled by Blacksburg. And uh, putting up 31 in, in in Blacksburg, so it's going to be a tough one. Um, I want to first of all thank you guys for checking out the Touchdown City show this week. And don't forget, if you like the radio show, to subscribe and follow and review us on all pa- on the podcast platforms. And we appreciate you checking out the Touchdown City show. And you can check everything out at TouchdownCity.com. Thanks for listening. The Touchdown
0: City Show is presented by Salango Law. Get your Touchdown City merchandise by visiting touchdowncity.com. The Touchdown City Show is produced by Anthony Lewis in partnership with HD Media, the Charleston Gazette Mail.